0: I'm hitting record, no mistakes, because I don't Um, have time to edit it. all right?
1: Here
0: we go. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody else, welcome to another episode of the Internet's only uh, podcast about classifieds.
2: Wow, we've really downgraded (laughs) ourselves. (laughs) Pretty (laughs) good, home. You
0: (laughs) haven't even looked into that, have you? No, but I can't imagine anyone's... Actually, no, I know of another one that's very popular... (laughs) That's made by YouTuber slash game designer, um, Alana Pierce, Bono. who I met at PAX one year. Bono. Anyway, it's free to get home. Not I- only is there another one, but you know the person who does it. <laughs> well, well, she, she <laughs> started, but we, well, ours was way earlier. Anyway. Um, yeah, we
2: started ours in the late 80s. I'm Michael Hing. Hello. That's
0: ben Our guest today, you oh. would know him as, I would say, uh, a literary author. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. would know. He's got a book of short well, stories out. Book of wow. short stories out. Yeah, so generous of you. Previous, no, isn't that That's that's fair, isn't it? Literary, it's true, a but that people would know me as that. Well, is so generous. You would know him as having one of. The, can I say your Twitter account, or is that secret still? Oh, it's not a secret. Well, I wasn't sure if it was I'm you. Lo-
1: listen. If you're wondering if you need if you are allowed to publicise anything to do with me in
0: this podcast, <laughs> yes, my friend, you have my blessing. Uh, you would know his Twitter account is being very good. It's the Meat Twitter account. Oh, it's wonderful Twitter It's right. wonderful, <laughs> very funny stuff. You might know him as the <laughs> meme generator behind Spiders George if you're a Tumblr Gorin? person. No, no, it's George. Okay. From 10-ish so yeah. years ago. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It is Max Laverne. Hello, Max. It,
1: honestly, I look... Uh, I'm not like... I'm not feeling like Tom York about it. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I I do find it mystifying that like... Honestly, uh, like a a very verbosely worded statistics... Based joke joke, yeah. From Tumblr in 2013... Uh, is quoted at me from time to time. I don't, I don't know how that happens, but it's fine.
0: Well, I mean, that's how the, that's how the the public might know you. I know as you. I know you as my my some my sometime coworker at Triple J, mm-hmm. and also a man who I once bought a hat for because I thought he'd look good in a hat.
2: I don't think I've said this on the podcast before, but uh, I know Max Laverne mm-hmm. as somebody with such a great name that my at the time I think two year old son <laughs> met him once at the park, uh-huh. and then like a week later was like. Daddy, when we see Max Laverne again... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a fun name to say. It's a fun name to say. Mm. <laughs> Mo's back to calling me Ben, which is just great gear. Like, uh, it's never not funny. So he does it to be cute or he's doing it as a power play? I have no idea why he does it. How he does has he know this, your he name's this
0: Ben? Who calls you Ben? What do you...
2: Like everyone calls me yeah, Ben. I what reckon
1: Anya f- for a start.
2: <laughs> she doesn't call my, my you Dad my, as a baseline. Sorry, no. I guess she doesn't you call you. She? Are you asking if my wife calls me Dad? No. Well,
0: I'm just trying to think. My mum would always say your father, like yeah, that. yeah. So, when yeah. you're
2: talking, I don't, I don't say Oh Anya's coming back from work soon. Yeah, uh, but I do say hey Anya in the oh, house, true. and you guys speak to each to other in, each other in, in our house, of, yeah. <laughs> in front of the boy. Yeah, it's it's controversial. <laughs> do you know what Mo said the other day? Mm -hmm. That this sounds, Max. This sounds like something someone will make up on Twitter, and it's for this reason I didn't put it on Twitter Mm. because it just sounds so fucking made up. But I feel like I can tell you guys here because you can tell. You can can look at my eyes and tell me if if I'm lying or not. We'll know if you're fucking with us. But uh, uh, Mo said to me the other day because we're having we're having another kid, and uh, Anya's reasonably pregnant due in uh, January. And Mo said to me the other day, "Hey, where's my little brother?"
0: And I said, I
2: said, well, buddy, uh, what do you mean? He's like, where, where is he? Like looking around. And I was like, well, buddy, he's in your mummy's tummy. And he was like, why is, he, why is he in that stupid place?
0: <laughs> great, great. <laughs> Take that, mum. Yeah. Um. Uh. Because he's, so- he's been there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's
1: it. He knows. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks in there. There is nothing to <laughs> do. <laughs> Just he to come back to what you were saying before, about why they call, like, why Mo calls uh, Ben.
2: Ben, Ben? yes. Yeah.
1: I reckon, because um, I, I get the same thing, yeah. uh, Mike is. Um, they call you Max? Yeah, not they, only They call that. him prawn
2: meat. <laughs> <laughs> at
0: prawn meat, they're yeah. calling you out. They yeah.
1: actually do something slightly worse, um, which is um, at one point one of them... Called me Uncle Max because, Oh that's <laughs> so are funny their cousins Calling me that, <laughs> that And so I obviously funny. Had a huge reaction to that <laughs> Oh that's so funny And now so they funny. know it's funny yeah. But it's not just That they think it's funny It is partly power play For sure Yeah absolutely they know It has some power Beyond it just being funny Yeah mm. They know it kind of Pisses me off too
2: Because well, also Mo And because Mo does it With Anya too I should say This is an equal opportunity He calls her Anya Yeah yeah He's not terrified of her <laughs> Well he hasn't learned yet Right me. okay But he only does it with either of us when it's like an imperative, so he'll be like, "Anya, could you get in here?" And it's honest to God, the funniest thing in the world to hear—like this tiny little Elmo voice, three and a half year old.
0: Anyway, the
1: big guns, yeah, <laughs>
0: um, that's delightful, Ben. Um, uh, a couple of things, a bit of business up the top. Mm-hmm. Number one, I need to plug something, and huh? I'm going to do it right now because no, we know we don't do this podcast enough for me to not do it
2: and max i don't know if you know about podcast listeners but they know when plugs are coming yeah you know and what I mean, they know they're at the
0: end they know the pina colada songs playing yeah. and they just fucking switch <laughs> yep. off it's coming to you thick and fast right now drew yeah. a couple of weeks ago yeah, maybe mate. months ago now we had uh the new zealand comedian paul williams oh on what the a delight he was and we kind of didn't I end up he here right now a lot <laughs> <laughs> Take that max as well. okay. we we um kind of didn't do a lot of um uh, actual classifieds that day yeah because I think I mostly told the story about going to a medieval festival yeah, where I wrestled in oil, and then the old Turkish man um, got angry at me for having my penis out while getting changed when I yeah. should have covered my shame. Yeah, uh, in the in the changing area. Yeah, I do. I do. despite the fact that I thought yeah. Yeah. he yeah. said take off your underwear. I thought I had to, and uh, it was a misunderstanding. Yeah. Now. That was for a television project. Okay,
2: we can finally <laughs> reveal that Michael Hing exposed himself to an no, old Turkish work. man was in service of the national broadcaster. He,
0: no, in, in my defence, he did come into the changing area while I was getting changed. So mm, I felt like I was... Sure. But anyway.
2: Sounds a lot like old Turkish
0: man blaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did tell me to take my underpants off. If you would like to see the results of me... Did you capture this
2: moment on celluloid, or, uh, or
0: probably it was digital? Yes, yes, I think okay. not, not, not maybe not, uh, not from the most offensive angle, right? But um, you see, you see the you oh see yeah, the, I don't want
2: people to tune in thinking they're going to see hing pain, yeah, no, and then be, be disappointed and send emails. You see
0: and, us behind a hessian okay. uh, a hessian sack that's over a a, a, a chain link fence. That, so um, am I to
2: understand this entire show is you and Lewis Hobber just going around upsetting the Turkish community? Is, yes. that, is no, that that's the, pitch? the show. Is that, the, is
0: that the elevator it's pitch? Called, it's called Take That Erdogan. <laughs> and it's, no, the show is called Australia's Best Competition Competition. It is myself and Lewis Hobber going around the country entering whatever competitions we can find. So if things like Turkish oil wrestling at a medieval fair. Mm-hmm. We um, enter the Archibalds with the painting of portraits this of each other. This makes a lot
2: of sense of the last six months of your life.
0: Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we go um, like street racing in Rockhampton, Yep. I entered the wood chopping at a Brisbane show. I do a four, I attempt a 42-kilometre um, cross-country ski race. It's just a lot of weird shit that's mm-hmm. going on in this country. Anyway, it is uh, on Thursday, the 27th of October. It is out in Australia on ABC TV+, Plus, uh, which is AB- formerly ABC comedy, formerly ABC 2, I think it was yep. what it used to be. Yep. But more importantly... And weirdly through- before that, it was the BBC... <laughs> Um, uh, but all, most more importantly it's on iview so if you could go watch it even if you don't even if you turn the sound down and go in the other room I don't care just get okay. those stream numbers up yeah, get those stream <laughs> Australia's numbers best up. competition competition from uh, this Thursday how many episodes
2: are we talking? a single night whoa one episode, one episode. One episode. You, can, you
0: can get it done in a night <laughs> um, you know, it's not a huge commitment it's You like can binge the whole thing yeah. yeah It's not like this podcast Where you go, oh, do I have to listen to all the one hundred and eighty episodes? No, you don't Yeah, It's one fucking thing I want to give a
2: shout out to a friend of my little brother's Whose name I don't know Who, because I'm I saying my brother protected his identity right. He told me that a friend of his was listening to Dragon Friends uh-huh. And then ran out of Dragon Friends uh-huh. And was like, well, this, this podcast is tangential And he listened to the whole thing in something like a week which... Free to a good home. Yeah. A the week ho- thereof. The are. whole thing... Damn.
1: Um, That's insane He wasn't absorbing at all No he, no definitely, he definitely wasn't He didn't
0: get the rich yeah, as, a, as a literary author have. You would get this He didn't understand The rich intertextuality Of freedom mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: When I listen to Freedom to, to a good home mm-hmm. I'm pausing it Every uh, four to five minutes just and, to I'm j- and, and I'm rewinding And just going to back. jot
0: Something down yeah, too And I'm
1: listening to it again mm-hmm. So that I pick up All that nuance
0: I scrape up all that it's nuance It's like there are some Somewhere between sickos. The wire yep. And arrested development That's where I think freedom. to a It's
2: more or less In people's consciousness. I've known sickos who listen to the show at 1.6 speed. That's insane. It's, it's, it's disgusting. That's disgusting. It's if disgusting. you're doing that right now, to you, switch off. Well, this is the thing. To you, I say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. They'll miss it. They'll miss it. You know what <laughs> I mean? They can't even hear I it. say,
0: yeah. fuck you. Oh, that's actually
2: better. So that's, yeah, it slow. Slow. that's normal. <laughs> you, <laughs> that's normal to them. Um,
0: Benjamin. Oh, yes, Max.
1: Man. Also, you got a, your podcast? Yeah. Um, and actually, last week with Cameron James, you plugged his thing before yours. Um, and I'm just wondering why you flipped it this week uh, because you the your thing and then <laughs> after a long kind of ambling uh, mm-hmm. you know go through what exactly it is and how many epi- episodes it is mm-hmm. we finally come around to good old Max <laughs> we, <do> we think <laughs> that he
2: do, do we think we should have a cleansing sorbet between plugs so it's not just plug city and well, people okay. can people I don't can how Max feels about that well no okay. I'm just okay. saying n- postponed
0: n- even more no <laughs> this is good
2: Max I'm saying I want to give this plug whatever the fucking thing is
0: you <laughs> asked
2: <laughs> me to be here I <laughs> know uh, I want to... Because, you know, if you hit people with plugs too much, they're like, what am I reading? The A catalogue? Okay, have I opened true. up that a Harvey true. Norman catalogue mm. and I'm just going through sure. it? Okay. So let's do something really exciting. Uh-huh. I have some chocolate for us to eat. Okay, what's you chocolate? That you well, can't I really eat. thought
0: you were going to say, let's read out a classified nope. and discuss it. <laughs>
2: Max, in front of you... Max,
0: your radio professionalism, once again, is, will be no use to you here.
2: <laughs> Max, in front of you, you have a chocolate bar. Could you please read the name of the chocolate bar?
0: Yeah, it is a uh, Nestle peppermint... That's now, I right. believe that on, on an episode prior to this, yes. Ben, I can't remember exactly I what happened, in the top five. but you, you listed your top five candy bars, oh yep. sorry, chocolate bars with Tom Lowndes maybe, Yep. you listed Peppermint Crisp and there was a wide outcry yes. and then, from the Freedom and Good Home And then I was,
2: I was playing Bananagrams with my mother the other day. Wow. What a um, sentence. And she was like, Do you want to share a peppermint crisp? And I was like, Mum, do I? <laughs> oh, so the oh, whole chickens then-
0: clan are fucking freaks for
2: peppermint. Oh, absolutely. And then Dad, by the way, this is not the point of the story, but dad got all snippy. And dad was like, I bought that for your mother. And I was like, Well <laughs> she if she wants to share it, she can. It <laughs> oh was my up, goodness. it was it was I'll tell you what, it was on the verge of being a bit of a thing.
0: I think this is this <laughs> this is I think a modern day Hamlet tale.
2: <laughs> but so I I I ate a peppermint crisp and then I just opened my phone as is my want uh-huh. and I tweeted Peppermint Cruise is one of the most slept on chocolate bars in all of Australia. Uh And boy... It's, it's it's toxic out there, guys. Oh, do people not like it? People right. got really, really angry. Max Laverne. People wh- who I wh- previously... The, res- former guests on the show started piling on. Alexi Toliopoulos.
0: Well... Rebecca Shaw. Okay, well, let's put it to Max Laverne, guest on the podcast. Have you recently eaten a Peppermint Crisp? I've never had a Peppermint Crisp Never, before. okay. Well, peel back that foil, Max, and I would like to get your one-bite review of it's, Ben's favourite lame-ass chocolate bar salute. tagline,
2: by the way, is Peppermint Cracknell.
0: Yeah, I, I've noticed that. As what in, is that? As
2: in Ruth... <laughs> <laughs> Star of Australian Screen and Stage Covered in milk chocolate So Look I don't need to review this I'm just going to enjoy this Is
0: Cracknell a word That means something oh.
1: um, Yeah I mean it's probably It's like a um, Oh my god like, like a draggy Mm. Not, I mean, it's not like a draggy, mm-hmm. but whenever confectionery companies come up with their own terminology to describe what they do, I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> these motherfuckers have some expertise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, okay. I'm so, Australia. Max Laverne, you've unwrapped it. You've taken one bite of the Peppermint Crisp chocolate Is Isn't that, Are these available internationally or just Australia? I think it's just Australia. Okay. Max, what is your one-bite review of the Peppermint Crisp chocolate bar? I want bar? you to hit the following areas. I want you to talk
2: about flavour. Uh-huh. Okay. And I'd like you to talk about chocolate. Uh, He's not smiling. And I'd like you to talk about texture. Mm-hmm. And I'd like you to talk about snackability. Okay. 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 I'm
1: not smiling because I'm concentrating. On this. <laughs> <laughs> you look furious. Okay. Flavor. The flavors a hit.
0: Mm. Um. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm a fan of the classic combination of milk chocolate and peppermint. Mm-hmm. And um. Like boy a oh boy, a, it delivers. A
0: mint choc chip ice cream might be something you've ordered before. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> If you like a mint Kit Kat, if you like a mint Aero, you absolutely you're getting a deliver you're getting an intense delivery of that same flavour. Okay, here. what
0: about texture then?
1: Okay, texture <laughs> is where this really falls. Apart <laughs> okay, so as I understand cracknel now, it's essentially like a it's um, a brittle. Yeah,
2: no, it's, like a, it's a, a very comb. It, it's a very brittle. Do you know what it looks a bit like, uh-huh. dear listener? Uh, have you ever seen the inside of a fibre optic cable? Oh, sure. Yeah. It, that looks poisonous. Yeah. All <laughs> like,
1: like, poison. like crushed glass. Mm. And honestly, <laughs> if, cru- if, if a crushed beer bottle could get stuck in your molars, <laughs> this would be what you'd be working
0: with. Okay, so it's, it's, it's a bit sticky on the teeth as well. It's very sticky to the tooth. Okay, so, and so does that affect the snackability of said chocolate bar?
1: No, actually, I don't think it does because I'm put like, it's, it's probably a nine for flavour and a five for texture. Interesting. So that's still pulling its average down to a respectable seven. That means when I'm in the mood, I could be hitting this again. Absolutely, Ben. Absolutely. You've proven
2: yourself um, and, worthy and, of good taste. And Ben, it, it, it holds up for you? Oh, mate, I mean, this
0: there's never any question. I was just going through the motions eating that, you know <laughs> what I mean? But um, um, Okay, so, uh, Max Laverne, before we get into the classifieds, you have a new podcast out, which is, a, a, I guess, a serialisation of a novel you've been writing. That's right. Or have written, I should say. That's right, Michael,
1: and thanks for asking me.
0: Um, yeah, so it's a novel, um, and... Um,
1: uh, you know, I get on the I press want, circuit. On, what's I don't, the one? What's the one line? The weeds too much. Because uh-huh. because I'm
0: aware that um, it's about you know, a whale. Your hunt for a whale, a white whale, perhaps on the high seas. Um. Okay. Hingers has listened. <laughs> 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 Appreciate it, Hingers.
1: Um, no, it's called the horse and the rider, and um, it's um, it's not fantasy.
2: Okay. I want to okay. put that out there straight okay. up. Okay.
1: Um, no, it's just it's a novel that I wrote, and I, I tried to get it published and failed. I'll mm-hmm. be upfront about that. I have failed to get it published,
0: and so I thought
2: got to put um, some put, put, put some fucks in the title with some stars. Yeah, yeah.
0: The, <laughs> the the, the that in. fucks the writer, <laughs> yeah. but f's the writer. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Get that into some airport bookstores. <laughs> get it. So in is there.
2: this a, is this a radio play or is this a
0: reading of it or what are it's, we?
1: It's a reading of it with music and sound effects. Beautiful. So
0: it's, it's almost like you've taken your novel. And then you've taken your decade-plus experience working at the ABC as a radio producer, mm-hmm. and you've combined them together to, uh, to to deliver this content in a fresh new medium. This uh, is
2: actually an incredible uh, idea, Max.
0: I love this. Thank you, Ben. It's um, not just
2: because you were so kind about the Peppermint Crisp, which I feel some sort of weird ownership <laughs> over.
0: Um. <laughs> okay, so, so people can search for Max Laverne or Horse and Rider. How well, Horse and Rider,
1: yep, yeah, please. It's on all the podcasting apps. Great. Mm-hmm. If you find one it's not on... Um uh I, I don't know if I can get a hobby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be surprised. And just
2: quickly how many episodes are out so far?
1: Um it'll be episode four uh, going out this week. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm slightly concerned about the fact that I reckon I've got at least another 30 episodes that I'll need to do to finish the book.
0: So you haven't you haven't done all the voice tracks yet? You're doing those week-to-week kind of thing, are you? No, it
1: takes a fucking long time. Yeah, Just can like imagine. A week to do each episode.
0: But that's good
2: because you wrote it. Like I was listening to an audiobook the other day. I won't oh, yeah. shame what audiobook it was. Because Harry Potter? This is Probably a, Harry Potter. No, this is a, this is a rookie error. They were like, they, the, the, the audiobook reader was doing a character where oh, yeah. I would say like, four hours worth of book. Oh. And then at the fourth hour, the character's voice is described <laughs> and it's
0: not what they were doing. Oh, oh sure. So they so they yeah, were just right. doing a cold read. Oh, oh. shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, go uh, go open your podcast app and download uh, The Horse and the Rider, right by Max Laverne right now as an audiobook slash podcast. And if my son
2: can remember his name, you can remember his name. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Be Max like Mo. Laverne. All right,
0: let's get into a classified. Um, this... Is someone in Rockwall, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, and they have uh, they, it, it's someone who has a lot of Gatorade. Mm-hmm. I have ten pallets of Gatorade powder and looking to trade three to four pallets for a good running Harley Davidson. <laughs> each pallet retails for about ten to thirteen thousand dollars. I have pallets of what? Each, Wait, what? Each pallet of Gatorade is ten to thirteen thousand dollars. They've done the math.
2: I'm thinking of a very different kind of pallet. What are these? Is this is a three-dimensional yeah, stacking, think so, so yeah. it's a cube of Gatorade. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: but like like yeah, a like, pallet. Like they have in a warehouse.
0: Yeah, where it's but, like this is, a, you know, but this is not bottles. <laughs> this is sachets of powder, so maybe each box might have like you know, 50, 60, 70 sachets oh. in there, four bucks each, and then you have like... I'm like- doing
2: something that I think I've only ever done once or twice on this podcast, which is getting
0: my calculator out.
2: Okay. How much per $14,000? Uh, uh,
0: $10,000 to $13,000 per pallet. Okay, let's, oh. let's split the diff. Okay, so like what eleven thousand?
2: No, I um incorrectly, so it's twelve thousand. I've already put it in. <laughs> okay. um, how much is a bottle of Gatorade worth? I don't know.
0: Six bucks now. Six dollars? Maybe. Yeah. No. $6?
1: Come on, man! It's not six dollars. That's insane. It's like four dollars.
0: Four dollars US. Your okay, maybe four dollars US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So conservatively, let's say it's three thousand bottles per pallet. But these are, again,
0: sachets. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I'm going to say they're probably not sachets. I've seen this for sale in the supermarket. They're like little plastic tubs that have got a scoop in them. Oh, okay. Uh, that's probably what it is. And it, and it's the powdered thing, and you can make like oh, a big jug of Gatorade Right,
0: okay. scoops.
2: Oh, well, of it's course. That's what they're doing when they're putting it over the coach's head. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they They've are not putting that water. retail. <laughs> bought yeah.
0: yeah, so this is for you to mix in your cooler to then tip over your coach when you mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl. Mm hmm. Uh, and, and they want to say, trade. drown a coach. Yeah. <laughs> drown a coach. You, know, all you all got a coach to get rid of. his head uh, under. Oh, I've got a coach you want to get rid of and a Harley Davidson that runs pretty good. <laughs> That'd be so funny if at the end of the Super Bowl they just grabbed um, Vince Lombardi's head mm. and just shoved it on it just, until he stopped struggling. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be funny to see a murder live on television. Oh, his you know. family would be most upset, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it'd be memorable. It would be memorable. be memorable. Vince Lombardi's the only football coach I could think of. I think he's from the 1950s. <laughs> Um, so they want to, this person wants to trade three to four, uh, pallets. Uh-huh. So that's what? forty to $50,000, um, thirty to $50,000, depending on how much you, whatever, um, for a Harley Davidson. Now, I don't know how much a working motorcycle costs, probably about 30K, 40K, you could probably get a Harley Davidson,
2: I imagine. Oh, I don't know. I feel like Used? if you told me it was $400,000, I believe you. <laughs> If you told me it was two dollars, I'd say, get out of here. You're, 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 telling
0: fibs, that's too low. you're telling fibs on this on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh Okay, well let that, this is a simple question to you. What would you rather have then? Max Laverne, you can go first. Would you rather have forty thousand dollars of Gatorade powder or a Harley Davidson? Um I think I'd take the Harley.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I mean Yeah, I I think that forty thousand feels like a reasonable figure. Like, I also not an experienced motorcycle (laughs) buyer, (laughs) but um, it's got to be less than a car. But a Harley's a good motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, Okay.
0: Okay. That figure feels right. Uh huh. So Um, you're just thinking for dollar value? You think it's better value to have the, or you think it's a good second hand.
2: It's yeah. definitely secondhand.
0: That's true. That's true. <clears throat>
2: as is the powder, though.
1: Yeah, the powder's not an asset, though. It Doesn't matter how much of it you have.
0: It's what? it's essentially
1: it's essentially worth as much as someone will pay for it.
2: Mm. Well, that's true of anything, Max. That's it's not true. <laughs> I don't no, think so. But think the, the Harley Davidson, Davidson
0: has a utility in Max's life, perhaps. Hey, so the Gatorade doesn't. Do you know where both of these items are worth a lot of money? Um, at a motorcycle GP. Uh, what? Motorcycle Grand Prix. But yes, but also, I was going to say, think, oh. in a sort of Mad Max scenario. Oh, so in the wastelands of the Scorpion in the wastelands. Desert? Actually,
2: uh-huh. no. No? No, because the problem, the, the central nub of the issue oh, in Mad Max is, is that there's, no water. Yeah, there's no water. It's
0: sort of an opposite water world situation. Imagine
2: that, though, having all those sachets oh, of Gatorade and nothing you. to... It would send you... It's the yeah. water water all around, but not a drop to drink. Yeah,
0: powder yeah. uh, you know, yeah, yeah, powder all around, but all not a <laughs> drop of water to mix to with mix to mix make Gatorade. Coleridge probably got it right with the way he went, actually. He with made that a good call. He made a good call. Have you ever eaten a a scoop of powder of something that you were meant to mix with water? Do you know that is such a weirdly specific question? But yeah. I just realised I have. Of course, I, I yeah. was like, I reckon he has, <laughs> like a teaspoonful of Milo or something. You know? yeah. I, I mean, re- I've obviously, we've all eaten Milo from the jar. I
2: remember I was like twenty, and I and I got a powder, a, a, a thing of a powder, a Powerade, exactly the sort of thing we're talking about. about oh, it. Um, you've done this? Yeah, but
0: not a pallet of
2: the stuff. No, just a little, a so wee you, little tub. You've,
0: you've mainlined some tub, and I got back from a run. And I was so exhausted. And you thought, I'm, you know what, I'm missing electrolytes.
2: <laughs> I was honestly like, oh, I could mix myself a drink or I could just cut out the middleman. In this case, the middleman was water, which is <laughs> now, really what my body was crying out for. Because you were quite thirsty at the
0: time, Very I guess.
2: Very thirsty, Michael. I'd been for a big old run. Don't know if I mentioned that. Um, And I just thought, well, this will hydrate me Mm. because it's got all the electrolytes and stuff Mm. in it and I Mm. just put the whole scoop in my mouth.
0: And and what did you... you I had a
2: coughing fit for about, (laughs) I don't know,
0: (laughs) two and a half hours. Ben actually inadvertently invented the cinnamon challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of powders I've eaten in my life. Uh, Max, feel free to answer this question as well. If you've eaten some powders, well, I, ha- I have done the cinnamon challenge. Oh yeah, how'd that you go know, for you? When it
1: first came out, I was like, "What the fuck, don't? No? So I'm you had a teaspoon well.
0: full of cinnamon, and, and, of dry cinnamon. And, and what happens when you eat that? It fucks you up, right? Yeah, you cough it, it out. This is
1: very fine and it yeah. goes down your throat and it tickles. But sure. also, like um, y- you know, I'm sure there's a scientific explanation for this. Um, you 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 hold it in your mouth mm-hmm. and. Your saliva is able to penetrate only so far. Oh, because it's so fine. Yeah, yeah. It's like a sandbag. And you try to be able to, uh, you know, moisten the whole thing so you can swallow it without having a coughing fit. But it's a fool's errand. The saliva Mm. cannot penetrate. So, what do you need to do? You're just sitting there with your mouth closed, waiting for something to happen. Can you hose it out? Yeah, but then then you fail the challenge. Then you fail
2: the challenge, and they take your house. (laughs) If you've wagered your house. If you've wagered your house, yes. Yes. Can I say, okay, Uh I want to ask you guys something. I was just thinking about this. So if I was at a if I was at a function, right? And you rocked up on a motorcycle, Michael.
0: Hello. I've known you for a while. He's got a leather jacket. Yeah, you could be wearing your normal clothes. Can I not wear a helmet? Wear sunglasses?
2: No, I'd like you to wear a helmet, please. the
0: safety's important.
2: My mother listens to this show. (laughs) Um, I think I would really do a huge fucking double take.
0: Well, if I turned up on a motorcycle? You think it's outside of my character? I I I think it it really is. Okay. Max,
2: though. (laughs) Oh, do you think so? (laughs) I reckon, because, I mean, it might be because I haven't hung out with you that much that you are, like, still a little bit of a mystery, whereas I know every horrible nook and cranny of this man's life. Could I be a motorcycle I, daddy hangers? Honestly, if I if I rocked up to do this podcast today no, and, and oh, Mike okay. and, and, and and Max was getting off a motorbike, uh-huh. I think I I would go like this. Now, but okay. if you did it, uh-huh. I would go, what a the wooga. Well, no, I wouldn't say a <laughs> You'd say a wooga. I reserve all the for my wife. Thank you very much.
0: I think you'd look Ooh. at me and go, oh whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: Yeah, I'd be like, hey, what
0: the fuck? Did you just, like... Okay, but if I also told you uh-huh. that Max Laverne never got his driving license, would you believe that? I don't know that I would. You wouldn't believe that Max Laverne doesn't have his driving license?
2: Mm. Oh, it's hard. There are some people where you're like, absolutely, hundred
0: <laughs> percent, yes. Dave, Dave, friend of the podcast, Dave Harmon, yes. absolutely. Tom Walker has his driving license, refuses to drive because he's scared of roads. Mm. Uh, Surprisingly
2: Hull. good driver, or maybe like, maybe not surprising. No,
0: he's very bad. No, no, I was going to say Demi Lardner. So oh, sure, sure, very yeah. practical, yeah, mm. behind the wheel. Uh, now, Maxilvan, can you reveal the truth to us? Do you have a license to drive a motorcycle or a car?
1: I do. <gasps> Have my license, yes. Yeah. I do oh, have my license. He of I think license. you thought this was going the other way because when we first met a long time ago now, uh-huh. I did not have my license, but I've now had it for about five years. You oh, father you now. The man has, a father the now. Man has yeah. kids.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, I feel like, you know, you haven't said if I rocked up on a motorbike, what would you. I what you okay, all right. I think do. if you bought a motorbike,
0: so, you'd be dead in 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't think you would survive. Yeah, so you'd minutes. just
2: be like, oh, I caught him in those 15 minutes.
0: I, I think that, like.
1: It was nice to see Ben before he died in 15 minutes. If we were doing this on Zoom, I would have said, Ben Jenkins, he's not a motorcycle daddy. Uh huh. Seeing you in the flesh now, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm actually updating my mental picture because I didn't. Like, the Platonic ideal of Ben Jenkins in my mind uh-huh. does not have. The tight black tee, blue jeans, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, a slight length to the hair that you've got at the moment. Uh-huh. Actually, mm-hmm. I see it flowing in the breeze. See, this is now what happens. Me.
2: He compliments the peppermint crisp. I compliment his novel, it's and then po- he tells me that this is this is what it's, this <laughs> Michael. This is Podcast what happens when you're nice jerk.
0: to people. Podcast circle check. I'm not here to be nice. I'm here to the truth. <laughs> uh huh. And the truth is, you would die on a motorcycle. <laughs> you would not survive one ride. And Max, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you, you, your life is together enough to have your car license. But here, here we are.
2: That's <laughs> incredibly rude. Would you guys <laughs> thank like? Thank you for
0: coming over to be on my podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Would you guys like another one? Yes, please. This was posted on Craigslist mm-hmm. uh, in the Chicago area. Oh, Chicago? Um, where we have some listeners. So thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is called Free Flintstones Home Gym. Uh-huh. And the picture is difficult to make out, but it appears to be like some barbells and a bench press and things like that that are
0: sort of Flintstone-themed. Yeah, it looks like they're sort of made from, from concrete blocks, basically, yeah. and stones attached to barbells. So yeah, yeah the so metal sorry, weight I should be, be clear.
2: They're not like done in the Hanna-Barbera style. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? They're not like comically uh,
0: No, but you might see these... There's no like kind of... Um, I don't know. Like you might see these Mm -hmm. in, for example, the John Goodman Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas film.
2: No, see, this this is what I'm getting at, Michael. I think they would be novelty sized. These are functional barbells. Oh, I see. Yeah, just made of concrete, Mm. like somebody's ripped a um, a street sign out of the ground. Sure, sure, sure. But it was connected on both ends somehow. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
2: Free concrete home gym. I built this out of necessity at the beginning of the pandemic, and now I'm hoping someone is interested in taking it off my hands. Note that half the weights and the bench are in my condo, which is on the third floor of a three-story (laughs) walk-up. So you will be carrying hundreds of pounds of weights down three flights of stairs. Hey, first workout. We'll just be picking up the stuff and loading it into your vehicle, end of copy.
0: (laughs) Um, Now, are either of you guys... You're a gym guy, aren't you, Ben? Or you have been in the past?
2: Until I took this job, I was to go into the gym a lot and mm-hmm. now all I do is is work really, sure. and come home and occasionally record a podcast with my friends Michael and Max.
0: Um, Yeah, Ben's new job. I don't know if you know this, Max, but Ben's new job is he's a spy for the government.
2: I'm a spy for the government mm. I'm doing that spy stuff. That is time stuff. consuming. It's hugely that. time consuming. He's just uh, eating up a lot
0: of the old hours. Yeah, it means he can't do anything. It's top secret, but he can't, it means he doesn't have time to work on that rock and bod to yeah. become yeah. a motorcycle daddy. He can't go to yeah. the gym. That's the, m-
2: that's the most unrealistic thing. We say this at, at the spy um, um, place that the most unrealistic <laughs> thing about James Bond is uh-huh. he wouldn't have time to get that rock and bod. He'd be doing espionage stuff all the time. You know what I mean? He'd be he'd be going. Ooh, uh, I've got
1: he f- doesn't do a podcast <clears throat> though. That's true. His <laughs> podcasting time is probably taken up at the gym. <laughs> Fuck
2: man. Can do you think- do you think having James Bond if you if if you inherited the barb blah blah Mm. Sorry, what? The Barbara Broccoli estate. The I woman, don't
0: think I understand who
2: that is. The, she's the woman who owns all of James Bond. What about in. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No, Flaming? he sold his rights and then bought a gold typewriter. Ah! <laughs> Wait, a, is that true? Yeah. He sold it to oh someone called Barbara God. Broccoli? Uh, yeah, probably her dad or something. Yeah. He he. After Dr. No, they, they were like, can we make a movie out of this? And he was like, sure. They're like, do you want any kind of residuals and he was like, I don't know what that is <laughs> and didn't have any interest in it at all. <sighs> Bought a gold typewriter. I think he like retired. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway. Uh, so now it's owned by someone called Barbara Broccoli. Barbara Broccoli. <laughs> and do you know what I'd do if I was in control of the Bond franchise to kill mm-hmm. it? <laughs> like immediately why would you want to kill it I don't could- know if that okay. was if that was my if that was sure, my if task was a,
0: a, if you a, a, were like you
2: have to make a movie that kills James
0: Bond if death visited you one evening and said I will forego your judgment if you for can kill, kill the James years, if you, can kill, if James you Bond, can kill
2: the James Bond franchise so can your me- life or Mr Bond yeah. is what I will so take. it can never come back <laughs> Uh, within the first 15 minutes of the film. And you've got to bear in mind that there have been some very silly things that James Bond has done uh-huh. and has like the, the franchise has survived. So you're killing Sorry, off the franchise or this, killing off the character?
1: Can I just simplify this scenario? Because uh-huh. I think people listening are going to be struggling. With the law. Ben's inherited it, but he's also made a deal with the deal. <laughs> okay. Maybe it could just be <laughs> yep. that Barbara Broccoli herself has come to you and said, Ben... I tire of this millstone. Yeah, exactly, please it. kill it for me. Exactly, it's right. a lot. This is
2: my spider's jaw. In this situation,
0: <laughs> in this situation, what is the the facade of death doing? In this, it's situation? not involved. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's yeah, yeah, always yeah. involved. And in it's shadows, the yeah. spectre of death it hangs above yeah, yeah. us all. Okay, all so time. Barbara
2: comes to me and says, "Can you kill this in the first reel?" All right. Bearing in mind how silly things have been in previous bonds, he's he's run across alligators. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, chased, been chased by a space laser. Yes, yes, yes he's, yes. he's done a lot of dumb shit and yet, you know, this is, this is all what Barbara's saying to me basically. Uh-huh. Um, I'd have him go on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even... Oh,
0: it, maybe. So he wouldn't have to die, diving, You'd say people would find it so uninteresting.
2: Yeah, I would have the mm. first... Because you know how Bond always retires? You know, yes. Like, yes. like you, you open now. on a bond yeah. and he's in this like bar in Cuba and like somebody's mm. looking for him and mm-hmm. they find him and they say 007. Um, and he's like, I'm out. I'm really enjoying my time out in Cuba. In Cuba. I'm making this podcast about movies. <laughs> Do you want to go on it? <laughs>
0: Hey, guys, we re... Hello, it's James Bond here. Today on Movie Smash, we'll be recasting some of my favourite films with actors from today.
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices I think that'd probably just... <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, sorry, yeah. this is a bit of a left turn, but speaking of the specter of death hanging over us all, oh, yeah. this is a bit of a dark thing, but kind of funny, I mm-hmm. think. I was at a funeral recently, uh-huh. very dark, obviously, uh, for someone I, I, I loved quite a lot, and uh, in my family. And at the uh, the funerals at Rookwood Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Around the corner from that was where the, I guess, the wake, but the Chinese version of the wake was, was at Strathfield Golf Club, which is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I turned up a bit early. Uh, to the funeral, at the end my dad had given me the task of going to the golf club early and setting up the catering. Now because of the broad staffing shortage throughout Australia we weren't allowed to get actual catering because they didn't have enough people to prepare the food. But the lady who was booking the venue for us said, if you order from the bistro, they just have to cook it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which... <laughs> She was like, that's the loophole. <laughs> she was like, they can't knock the food. we <laughs> right? so, have a moral obligation. Yeah, they sworn they sworn over. Over to cook every order that comes through the bistro. <laughs> so we turn up, they've put aside a couple of tables for us and uh, I go, and I, I don't, we go and everyone have to order a meal and everything's going to take too long. So I'm just going to order like 50 people's worth of finger food, right? from the from uh, mm-hmm. starters and s- s- entrees and um, side dishes and whatever. As I'm doing that, I'm also setting up a tab for the bar, which is just not much, but whatever. Um, this old man runs through the doors of the golf club and he goes, Michael, Michael, wait. And I realise it's my, I think he's a great uncle, a very old man, 80s, Uncle Richard is what I call him, but he's like very old is an important thing. And he goes, Michael, wait, 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 wait. Don't pay for it. Use my card. And I was like, what? And he goes, I've just joined the golf club. And I was like, w-? and so he comes over to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, like at my age, you go to so many of these things and they, they always have the wakes here. And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to join because I get a discount. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> This Eighty-year-old man has joined, so he then he—that's grind set. That is grind isn't set, isn't that? He's uh. never—he's always thinking about discounts, right? Mm-hmm. This is a, this guy's a this guy's an extreme couponer, you know what I mean? This guy's getting those discounts. So then, at the end of the at the end of the like sort of um, event, I go and find Uncle Richard, and I'm like, "Hey, um, I'm gonna go pay for the tab." Now he goes, "Great." He comes up with this card, and I say, lady, hey, can I sell up the tab?" She goes, "Right, here's what it is." I go, "Oh, he's gonna swipe his card," and she goes, "Oh, you can't do that on tabs." And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, no, you can only do it for your meal, but not for tabs because, like, I don't know if you, people do this, but they join <laughs> just because they can. Well, I, for one, <laughs> says Uncle Richard, am scandalised. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, then he, as we walk in, he's like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to start playing golf now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry, uh, i diverted us away. What were we talking about? Oh, Flintstones barbells. Yes. Yeah, Would so- you like
2: this? Um, I tell you what, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, these are really sinister objects. in, yeah. in
0: They're sinister in a way I can't quite it's a, articulate. It's a lump of concrete mm-hmm. that, uh, if it was thrown through your window, you would like. Okay, if a regular. I don't think you're
2: throwing this. Hurling
0: it. You I mean, the,
2: maybe if you use them for a while, get strong <laughs> enough to throw them, you then hire throw them. A That's hammer enough. thrower to do it. Yeah.
0: Um, but if, if someone just threw a bar like a, a, a dumbbell or whatever through yeah. your window, you'd be like, "Oh, that's just a strong man who's had an accident." Someone hurled that through your window. That's true. That's the be mob. You'd be like, "That's it. This is a message." Yeah. I think. Yeah,
1: I think that in general, a good rule of thumb for home decorating is that if there's any crossover with uh, environmental storytelling from a Fallout game, don't do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, have you been playing? Is there a new Fallout game on the way? Oh, no, I no. But I tell you it. who's been playing it a lot. Oh yeah, John Carpenter. <laughs> John Carpenter
2: of of the Thing fame, <laughs> of the movie director. Yeah, he's a big gamer, and people Is, isn't he like quite old? Yeah, he's like eighty. Um, people call him up whenever there's a new Halloween or whenever yeah. there's a new like movie that he's kind of because he's a composer now too. Oh sure. So he composed the score to the new Halloween. Oh, so people just look for for excuses to interview him because he's a great interview. Yeah, he's a great
0: talent. right? He's,
2: yeah. Um, but nearly every single time if you read a John Carpenter interview for the past three years, yeah. there's an awkward moment in a text where the interviewer's like, hey, um, are you gaming right now? <laughs> <laughs> and every time he's like, yep, fall out. <laughs> I reckon I can give you like 15 more minutes. That's hell Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, Max Lever, do you have a, a, a text, some text from the internet to take us home, please? Yeah,
1: okay. So um, l- let me just start by complimenting you on the size to which you've blown up a single Reddit post. Thank you. The computer did most uh, of it for me. <laughs> it's, it's a full A4 sized uh, Reddit post, which is great. I'm going to take it home and frame it. Um, can you carry a blunt sword for style in Australia,
2: Queensland. And this is taken from the R Australia subreddit and mm-hmm. sent in by... Devoted Links.
0: Devoted oh, no, no. Rules. So that was, so Devoted Links is the Reddit user who posted it and it was sent no. in by Looney Voltage in the Discord. Oh, okay. Thank you, Looney Voltage. Thank you. Um, okay, so can you read that title again,
1: Max? Can you carry a blunt sword uh-huh. for style? <laughs> a couple of qualifiers there. The sword's blunt. Uh-huh. It's for style, uh-huh. not protection, in Australia, Queensland.
0: Now, I know you it...
1: can't carry it. This is the oh, this set, is a bit more. Of okay, yeah. I know you can't carry a weapon in public for any reason. Uh huh. But what about a blunt or fake sword in a sheath for style? I would really like to just do that, but don't want to break laws. Ooh. Okay.
2: This is a really interesting um, uh, case study of the difference between um, can and should. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, here's, here's what I think you could definitely do. Um, I think you could carry an empty pommel attached to... What's a pommel? Like, the the handle. The scabbard? Oh, oh, no, the pommel. You wrote the
0: fantasy book. You (laughs) wrote... (laughs) Uh,
2: No, I didn't, Ben. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The pommel
0: is the handle up until the bit that goes... I think so. Okay.
2: Yeah, anyway.
0: The handle. The handle. Uh Don't
2: get it, you sword losers. Don't do it. (laughs) Um... You could probably carry a handle. You know how, like um, in movies, like on movie sets, cops just have guns in holsters that are like they're just they're just the handles. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, you could do the sword version of that.
0: Okay, okay, and I'm
2: pretty sure. But then again, giving the impression of a sword,
0: I don't think carrying a sword is illegal, is it? Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't okay. think you should.
1: Right. If if you if it feels illegal to mm-hmm. carry a like what like twenty inch knife around in public, which mm. I think it does, uh, well, that's a sword, baby. So that's, that should be illegal too. <laughs> imagine,
0: imagine if you're an American person listening to this podcast right now, and you're like, "What? They can't even have blunt swords? These fucking cowards in Australia!" I actually, this is. This is
1: incredible serendipity. I was at the library this morning. I'm going to say I was God. recently carrying a blood it's fucking, <laughs> it's a
2: fucking loser at the library. Um, Writes a book goes to the library. Why don't you just why don't you just have sex with a book? Got him. <laughs> well,
1: Ben, I, <laughs> I you still go the, library. Um, um, so yeah, at the so, library? so you're the library. Yeah, it was and it was raining this morning, uh, and so there was a big like pile of umbrellas right at the door of the library, and on my way out, I saw that someone had a um, uh, what are those Japanese swords? A samurai sword handle? Yes. A, a katana. A, on, yeah, a katana handle with, on an umbrella. Oh.
2: Now, that's interesting because on my theory, that's not illegal. I don't think it, it would be illegal. It's a no, kat- no, it's, no.
1: Because it, it look like... It's it, an umbrella. It's functionally an
2: umbrella, right? Like a, yeah. yeah exactly. But are you telling me, guys, if you wore like a broadsword, forget how blunt it is, uh-huh. in, a, in a sheath, uh-huh. you walked into a bank,
0: uh-huh. right? Uh-huh.
2: And you said hello, I'd like to make a withdrawal. Uh-huh. And they said, okay. And, and you, you just said... I Did gave you give the, them
0: your ID or something or you what? Gave the account and you okay. said,
2: I'd like, I'd like $100,000. Uh-huh. And they said, uh, there's not $100,000 in your account. And there's you said, 48 I, dollars. I know. And then moved your hand wordlessly to the hilt of your sword. Uh-huh. Would they not be threatened?
1: I reckon they would be because it's not a ballistic weapon. Is the thing? <laughs> yeah, but, but like, if you draw your sword and they slam the screens down, like, that's too bad for you. Yeah, you're just looking like a dickhead. He's yeah,
0: got yeah. a holding a sword with forty eight dollars in your account, idiot. Mm-hmm. I just, um,
2: go- I guess, I'm saying, like, does it pass the sniff test of just menacing people? Of
0: course, yes, but I think there are ways. There are non-menacing ways to carry a broadsword. Well, name name a single non-menacing way to carry. Actually, you it. know what? I if know you're nude that from the waist down. I know <laughs> that it's not illegal to carry around a broadsword because I was recently at Pax, and before that, I was at fucking a medieval fair in Queensland, and people had fucking swords the whole time. People I, have swords galore. I feel like packs and med
2: like fairs are kind of like the international waters of socializing. <laughs> 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 I, I feel like normal yeah. stuff doesn't apply. I think there's like one. Um,
1: th- there's a key thing in this post that uh, really does make a lot of difference. Where they say, "But what about a blunt or fake sword?" Because mm. I think a fake sword. Is like probably fine, yeah. But if it's a blunt sword that's still made of like heavy steel, it's um, and it's yeah. got a cutting edge. Even if that cutting edge <laughs> is blunt, yeah, that uh, you could probably still kill someone with that. Well, you could this still, is like stab them with it.
0: That in the comments of this, because I did look through the comments of this. Um, the guy, the person, I shouldn't say guy, because we don't know, but we can assume it's a guy, probably. <laughs> probably a dude. And uh, what a guy. <laughs> uh, he, they start talking about the what you could carry. And when someone's like, hey, I don't think you should carry a blonde sword around, he's like, how is that different from carrying a metal pipe? <laughs> so, I mean, and, and honestly, I'm not a legal scholar. I'm not a judge. No, our partners both. Are. Yeah, it's true. But I do not I don't disagree with that. Do you think if you're walking around with a metal pipe, not doing anything
2: with it, and a cop comes up to you and goes, "Hey, what's the what's going on there?" and you're just like, "It's my pipe, and I like it."
0: <laughs> mm. Do
2: do they have any?
0: I can't imagine they're going to stop a man for holding a pipe. Please oh, don't I can do imagine that.
1: <laughs> I, it's, that I mean, obviously, seem so cops are
0: fucking <laughs> <stuck> <laughs> and They would do. They would stop a man for far less. But I mean, like you know, in you know, a uh, yeah, to I, so I, the letter of the law is, th- is what we're asking, I suppose. Yeah, but not the spirit. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, the cops yeah. will do whatever the fuck they want because they're yeah. cops. Um, mm.
2: Do you so, know? I, I might have told the story before, um, but when I was at university, I was in a production of Richard II, directed by friend of the podcast Mark Sutton, who I believe you know. Mm, mm. And uh, I played Bolingbroke Who's the baddie <laughs> As Shakespeare puts it <laughs> And uh, He en- It ends with a duel Between Richard and, and Bolingbroke Oh no Between Bolingbroke and some other guy
0: In that Production That I may have yeah. seen at uni Did someone Tie you mm-hmm. and the person you were sword fighting together with a rope. Yes, they did. This is this I remember
2: is a, that, and it was a knife fight. And Mark Sutton, visionary director, he was actually, he was very good. He was like, I want this to feel really visceral. It's in this tiny little theater. Everybody's up close. So I don't want this to be a duel with like swords. I want it to be a knife fight. And I want to tie their hands together. And I want them to be shirtless.
0: Okay, okay? right, shut off that dad bod. So we're well, back then, motorcycle mm-hmm. daddy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, pre dad bod. Thanks very much. Uh, it was with a man who I've recently seen in a, in a McDonald's ad. So that's pretty good. Yep, that is that is good actually. <laughs> is it <Grimace? laughs> it was it grimace? It was shirtless knife fighting with grimace. Um, but anyway, Mark was like, "I'll get I'll get you some prop knives."
0: Uh-huh.
2: And this was a, this was a, proper knives. Prop knives. Prop knives. Well, here is the thing. Here is the thing. Just that is w- the same mistake that Alec Baldwin made. <laughs> well, Mark Sutton just went to the shops. Uh-huh. And bought some knives. Like some some very sharp kitchen knives. knives. Kitchen knives. Uh-huh. Yeah, that looked real mean. And then said to me, "Here you go." And I was like, "Mark Sutton, these These are knives. These are knife knives. You're not going to fool me into thinking <laughs> that anything retracts here." And he was like, "Yeah, but you're not going to Hit each other. And oh, I was like, "Oh, well, wow. in,
0: well, in an ideal world, Mark Sutton, would be hitting you each time? other. <laughs> how, you're probably like 18, 19 at this time? Yeah, 19. So Mark was like 20, 21. Yeah. Okay. But so I, I, everyone I, here does not have a fully developed brain.
2: Yeah, but I was still like, oh, my God, this guy's 21. I have enormous respect for him <laughs> for making it this far. So I was like, okay. He's like, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go blunt them. So, like, he went outside of the theatre... And, like, we ran our lines. And then I was like, I think I know what he's doing and I just want to just go check. And he was, like, outside. (laughs) This man has a PhD now. He's not (laughs) a stupid man, but he's a very stupid man in certain ways. Just, like, kind of um, rubbing it back and forth on a rock. Great. And I was like, my friend, you are sharpening those. (laughs) So what did you do? We just did it because uh, theatre is beautiful. <laughs> Far out! I survived. Oh g- the other guy went on to McDonald's commercial. commercial. You didn't commercial. kill grimace accidentally? Didn't accidentally kill grimace? The show was a, was a was a success.
0: Well, years later, I still remember that scene because I do remember someone tying your arms together. So, see. I think, so, I think, in terms of a theatrical direction, I think Mark really, you know, he nailed it. Yeah, frankly. absolutely. And uh... he managed to make
1: his actors feel a genuine fear <laughs> of, of death. <laughs> and that. Oh, and he's by the way, he's done
2: his job. By the way, did we have a like a, 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 a knife fight? choreographer. No, that was Mark. Um, I mean, <laughs> and all his direction was like, go to stab him, but miss.
0: Simply <laughs> do not stab him. <laughs> Fucking, uh, it's so funny how like crazy university theatre is in terms of like just like, ah, oh, will work it out. Um, previous guest on the show, an occasional Dragon Friends guest, Miles Portek, um, who I don't know if you know, Max, he's just sort of a man about town. Um, he was, I do not remember if he was directing a play or producing a play that I was doing. And, we, you know, in theatre, you do those, like, wacky warm-up games mm-hmm. where it's things like, I don't know, everyone pretends they're an animal and you run around the space or, like, everyone does passing the clap around the circle mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, zip-zap-zop, et cetera. You know, theatre games, I'm sure people listening to this have done enough amateur theatre they fucking know, right? We're, I, we know what our assumption. demographics are. Would not assume it myself. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we know what our demographic is. Fucking the softest of nerds. Anyway, um, uh, Miles came in one day and was like, I've got a new warm-up. We're like, okay. And we're like thinking they're going, what what how will we be challenged theatrically today? Mm-hmm. And he pulled out of his bag, like a prop from The Simpsons, a large wooden board with a nail through it. And he said, this swamp is called Fear of Actual Pain. And then he chased us around the rehearsal room, swinging the board at us. <laughs> And it's the most warmed up I've ever been for a rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> Just r- running, screaming away from Miles, waving a board.
1: Oh, well, Max, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you very much for having me, fellas. It was, uh, it was no- it, honestly, it was, it was a nice time for me too. I don't um, wanna... Now,
2: you not only have this podcast out, but you also have a book of short stories that people can get that book yeah, is called
1: it's, it's it's an e-book i sold out of the
0: physical ones but um Amara Marba can i can i um has has, has purchased the book and she fucking loves it oh yeah she i haven't i haven't read it yet um cuz i don't read oh okay cuz it's
1: been out for about 7 months now and, yeah but and I'd, you and i would consider you quite a good friend yeah but i don't read. and it's in your house i so. don't read i haven't it's read a book it's even works
2: for me because not only do i read huh. but i actually repeatedly online asked for recommendations for books uh-huh. indicating that I need a new book to read
0: uh-huh. and, and you I haven't still re- haven't read Max's well that's book. because you burnt your copy at that burning you went to well yeah but that
2: was just to look cool because <laughs> it's a cool thing to do um,
0: sorry Max that is Max. cool, that is uh, cool. Uh, you wanted to bring up something uh, about your book Oh no no not no. at all no 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 no. Um, I just
1: wanted to um, give a little bit more um, sizzle uh-huh. about my podcast. Oh, yes. sorry, sorry, Because yes. I was aw- I, I became aware like after we stopped talking about it before that all I'd said about it was, was- that the, was the name and that I'd failed to get it published.
2: Yeah, and you um, had, you told us what it wasn't, which yeah, was yeah, fantasy and say, published.
1: Fantasy? <laughs> it's not, <laughs> fantasy. It's not published. Yeah. Um, no, it's um um. It, it's uh, a story of um, a, a foolish uh, newsreader who accidentally kills an old man. I like a Ben Jenkins type. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, all yeah. right. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't take that Ben. No, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just. You know what
2: I'm going to do, mate? I'm just going to seethe on this for for six to eight weeks, and then idea. I'm going to hit him with a car. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But it's only that for um, probably the first um, three chapters. This is a little bit of sizzle for anybody who already listens to The Horse and the Rider uh-huh. and is like, where's my exclusive, Max? Um, after about the first um, three chapters, I was like, um, what else am I doing with this? And I get into the cosmic horror. So you can, oh, you can hang out for that. <laughs> if, you, if you're a fan, if you like The Horse and the Rider already, thank you, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start getting um, horrific soon.
0: I am not a person who reads. I've said that before. You've made that abundantly clear. So I don't, well, I stopped reading in 2020 and I vowed to never read a book again. But
1: <laughs> no, isn't.
2: We
0: completely. all got to draw a
1: line in the sand, brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but Max, I'm someone who doesn't understand all your fancy literary genres. Mm. So when you say cosmic horror, is that, is that like alien, like space horror? You've done several cosmic
2: horror seasons of Dragon.
0: Well, it'd be great if someone <laughs> told me what they were, <laughs> so I understood the tropes of it. Um, what what is cosmic horror? It's a hor- it's a, like a horror, like a horror movie, but in book form, and it's in space. Um, uh,
1: I, I don't I don't know to be honest. I just kind of like it's a little bit of horror and
0: it's kind of gross and unexplained.
2: Ooh. Uh, it's so? weird. It's
0: weird. Yeah, it's is weird. it like Cthulhu? It's yeah, it's Cthulhu. Okay, okay. So love almost Lovecraftian, yeah, p- perhaps
2: Car- Robert Chalmers, if you like. I don't know Who right. that is Um Scooby Doo
0: <laughs> 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 Yeah For the, for the Michael hangs Amongst us Max Is there any Sort of a Talking dog Of sorts And crime Something Talking <laughs> dog <laughs> Perhaps he's uh, In a van With his friends Maybe he has A smaller dog <laughs>
1: And, the, and it's the pesky kids that did
2: it in the air. Yeah. Oh, oh, you've ruined the sizzle. Oh, you sizzled no. too much. It's now charred. Too much
0: sizzle. Um, Imagine Michael, if people everyone can... who came on our show were just like, and this is a talking dog. <laughs> 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 this show, it's about a... Uh, <laughs> it's a crime solving dog. Remember
2: when Imran came on our show? Yeah. And we asked him if he wanted to plug and the his... movie he was working on and he was like, no, it'll be on like billboards <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. well,
0: we the, can't
2: all be Imran, can one we? One of the most deft owns I've ever experienced. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Benjamin, what do you got coming up? What's going Just on with keep you? keep on keeping on, guys. Can That's my ta- plug can you. Can you talk about your spy job at all? Oh, man, doing some espionage. Or can you talk about the actual thing or not really?
2: Oh, I do, no, not really. Okay. But I'm working on a comedy show with a lot of very funny people, most of whom have been on this podcast before.
0: Yep. It's um, a little thing called the Australian office. Yep. It is... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, ben Jenkins uh-huh. is uh the both the Ricky Gervais character mm-hmm. and the Gareth character. Yep. It's I'm so. taking it in
2: an interesting new direction. No, it's <laughs> not that thing. I think it'll be announced like this week or next week. Okay. And you'll see some um you'll see some familiar f- uh at f- uh, Freedom Home faces. Did on you it. get asked to be
0: on it, Max? Um, ben Ben show? No, that's no. it's
1: crazy. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, no. Did you get um, asked
0: to I also didn't get asked to be on it, so I don't no, why, yeah, that's weird. No, that's kind of interesting. Familiar faces. <laughs> yeah, <but> gosh. <laughs> I mean, if you're after familiar, freedom, if, if you're trying to capture the Freddie Will Home demographic. Yeah. Some of them must be a little obscure, man. <laughs> I think you could have asked probably Max or myself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Could have asked Hum, Imran. Did you well, ask I'll Imran? I'll probably
2: take that under notice. Uh, on notice uh, for now,
0: um, you know. Um, Hi. Okay it no. just seems like oh he's squirming <laughs> yeah. oh physically uncomfortable um uh no it's good i I'm, I'm so excited about it because there are genuinely some um really 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 funny people involved with this yeah. um all great people all uh genuine it's so gosh it's so rare in australia to see a scripted uh, a thing that is yeah. being written yeah. by People who I'm like, every single person involved in that is very funny. Yeah, you know? it's and yeah. you're not in it. No. So, so mean, you know, I, and again, I have to...
2: Do you think that still holds that statement, though? Every single person you like is in it? I didn't say, it. Every oh, I like it, like I say every single
0: person I like Oh, you like every single person in yeah. it. Okay, all sorry. chefs play violins, but not all violins are played... By chefs
2: I don't think that's true But we should probably Leave I it that there that was a, have logic a thing That I Was taught to you Anyway I, I don't think all chefs Play violins I'm sorry I can't let that be The last moment Of the podcast I don't I, I, I don't think that's true that was,
0: a, that was a logic puzzle We were given I think Anyway uh, Also Yes and, and finally Free to good home uh, Oh I've, I've booked us some live dates that I have to tell you about later <laughs> Great um, Yeah So we might be coming To your sound soon mm. um, So Check out Ben's Twitter because you'll find out about this cool thing go download Max's podcast the horse and the rider that's correct Michael. cosmic horror if you're into that and um, uh, also uh, Thursday the 27th of October watch Australia's best competition competition on it's available on IV from then so whenever you're hearing this go check it out all right we'll see you next time bye if you like